Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We drink tequila. We talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talk, talk. From London. Hello. You sound like I'm from London. I'm from London. Is that from Get Into the Greek? It's um no. You know I don't know movie names. You sound like I'm from London. I feel like ooh. oh I can't. I, it's escaping me right now. It doesn't matter. I'm in London. <laughs> Cassandra Junamel and your co-host Sharon Gonzalez, back in Los Angeles. We are both drinking in Yeho tequila out of very fancy ooh. glasses. This is what I happen to have in my hotel room. And, I um, put it in a very cool, like, this is a champagne glass, but it makes sense. I love it. I, well, so is mine. Different kind of champagne glass, but I love it. So we're drinking some Añejo today, and not just Añejo, but Celebrity Añejo, because we've got our friend Whitney Vasquez over at Radar Online, who's going to be joining us. And um, yeah, we're excited to have her on in a, in a little bit. And in the meantime... We are going to start experimenting with a little bit of Añejo and how it mixes with some good quality chocolate. Yes. And obviously we're not talking about your mom's Hershey's bar here. <laughs> we are talking about, I mean, mine is dairy free. We're talking about high quality craft dark chocolate and how the Añejo is really going to bring out the flavors of, of these different chocolates. This was your idea, Sherry. It was my idea because one late night I was like, after I Netflix and chilled, mm -hmm. I basically was looking up tequila stuff and this company does this amazing tequila and Añejo and Reposado tastings. And it's actually a thing. If I hosted a bridal shower, I pretty, yeah. I think I would do this. I would make a cute little charcuterie board and then do a full on tastings of chocolate. Cause what goes better? People think red wine goes really good mm -hmm. with chocolate, which it does. It does. I can attest to this. Does. I mean, we've done red wine tastings with chocolate. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think Anejo people would be surprised. It's actually very delicate the way it's made and very intricate. It's of all the tequilas It's very mellow and it's actually has a lot of properties and mirrors those found in cacao. So I thought, well, if it already has some of those notes, because it is kind of vanilla-y, caramelly, you know, very mellow. I don't taste an, a, a citrus that's super heavy, but it feels like there's just a hint. Maybe it's just citrus friendly as opposed to citrus infused. But I I'm, yeah. I have my eye on this blood orange chocolate that we picked out. So yes, um, and I where, where do we start? Where do we start? I think we should start. So we we're sipping. So a celebrity tequila pairing. So obviously we're going to talk about all the different, well, the explosion of all the celebrities who now own their own tequilas. I mean, it's yeah. kind of amazing before it was like wine. Now it's, and then it was vodka. Now it's tequila. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to sip first on some Casa Amigos Anejo. And we all know. Casa Amigos. Casa. Yeah. We all know who owns Casa Amigos. I mean, no surprise there, but it's George yeah. Clooney, Randy Gerber, and someone else I'm forgetting, but we know we well, Diageo. you can learn bought it from them if you're including them as an owner but otherwise it's yes. George Clooney and Randy Gerber and we have our good friend Rachel Zalas who we've had on before who has given us all of the I don't want to say dirt because it's the good stuff <laughs> on Casamigos and how yeah. they really focus on the quality of the tequila minimalistic bottling just to make sure that every dollar is going into the tequila production and she has told us before that these celebrities 
these celebrities in particular, George and Randy created this because they like to drink tequila and they want to be sipping on something they enjoy. This was not a cash grab. This was not a money move. This was, we like tequila. We want to make stuff that we want to drink when we have our friends over and when we hang out together. And then it just took off from there because they were passionate about it and created a quality product. Which is like the best story ever, because sometimes if you do what you love, you know, it kind of just works out that way, makes you lots of money. But let's talk about this Anejo really quickly. It's an 80 hour fermentation process. Um, and the notes are soft caramel and vanilla, which is why it's perfect for chocolate, hundred percent blue ever mm-hmm. agave. And they, with hints of spice and barrel Oak, and this is aged in, um, American white Oak barrels for 14 months. Okay. So, so talking about hints of spice, are we starting with our spiced dark chocolate? You start with your spice and see how it pairs. And I'm going to do espresso beans. Cause now that the espresso mar- martini is back, we're going to do this. So we're going to back. It is back. Like I never left. So we're going to, you try yours and I'm going to okay. try my espresso. Espresso. Okay. Espresso, Sherry. Espresso. Okay. All right. Oh, not taste the spice there. Is it mm-hmm. really, really spicy? <laughs> I didn't think it was spicy at first. And then it snuck it up. Did. Well, I guess it didn't take that long, but wow. Let's see. Okay. This is spicy. And this is, I'm going to give a, who you did a minute there. Mm. Um, I am going to give a shout out to Chocolato, which I actually got these in Atlanta and don't tell customs, but I put them in my suitcase and brought them to another country. Um, so this is a really, really cool chocolate brand local batch. Um, I, I love this place before. And when we talked about getting really cool, unique chocolates, I immediately thought of this place, uh, when we were in Atlanta and it's all dairy free. They even do milk chocolates that are dairy free. They do all different kinds of chocolates. They have a frozen hot chocolate. They've got all like all kinds of delicious stuff. So that is what I am eating today. Um, Yum. And I've got my spice. I've got my salted nibs. I've got my blood orange. Mm. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited about, I'm not really going to discriminate here, but this chocolate is super spicy. I have to say that the Añejo kind of takes the bite out of the spiced chocolate because I'm still tasting the spice on but this. This chocolate's not fucking around. Oh, damn. I want that. I'll bring you that back. Sounds some. yummy. This is, this is 70%, 72% cocoa. And I feel like it tastes when you crush it in your mouth and then take a sip, it truly tastes like an espresso mm-hmm. martini. Mm-hmm. And this has espresso beans, like the little nibs in it. So it's kind of mm-hmm. crunchy, you know, I'm a texture yeah. girl, like yeah, so it's kind of crunchy and it's kind of smooth going through. So I will give this a 10 out of 10 because I do love this Anejo, which is a 10. And I love this chocolate and okay. I think it goes really well together. Okay. So right. I'm not going to give mine a 10 out of 10. I got to be honest. Um, no, it's too spicy for you. Yeah. I don't like spicy cocktails. We've talked about this before. Um, I don't really like spicy sweets. Um, I, I feel like my chocolate should be chocolate. I will occasionally pair it with some fruit or something, but I don't like my chocolate being messed with. If it's sweet, I want it to be sweet, maybe a little bit of salty, but I don't want to mess around with the spice. And I got to say that this is very spicy and pairing it with a spice in Yeho, like this, this is just, this is not going to be my go-to. It's not, it's no. not bad. I'm owning the fact that I don't, 
like spicy. Like if I'm eating spicy, I want it to be like a like a Thai curry. I don't want right. it to be my beverage. I don't want it to be my dessert. Yep. That makes sense. That makes okay. sense. This anything with espresso and tequila is probably like a good pairing. You know what I mean? Cause it's, yeah. it's sweet, but I like my chocolate dark. It has to be like over 70% Ooh, be- okay. because I feel like it just, I, I feel this like milk was cho- 60. Yeah, but that's still fine. The, the yeah. one I'm about to open the, the orange peel is 55. Only reason why I didn't get the other ones. Cause they were out. Okay. But I think that if you had this spiced chocolate, that is, it's, it says Caribbean jerk spices. Ooh. I think that if there was that with like a 80% super dark chocolate, I think it would just be too much. I think they brought down the chocolate level to soften it up because you're really getting that kick with the spice. What? So maybe that one would have been better with like a Blanco because mm-hmm. I feel like with like a Chile rim or something like that, like yeah, probably would have been a bit better than with the Anejo, which is probably too caramelly and a little bit too yeah. sweet for that. Yeah. It's, it, I think it's too much going on. It is not a, it's not a good pair. Ah, uh, we've got, we've got our friend Wit joining Whitney. us. All right. Hey, get it with. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. Okay. So we are in the midst of our celebrity tequila and yeho and chocolate pairing. So um, I just took, uh, I just took a bite to kick things off and get started. And I decided that I did not like my first bite. Are we moving on? Which one is that? Yeah, we're moving on to blood. Is that blood orange you're eating? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're moving on. My speed. Yeah. Okay. I am opening my, (laughs) mine is is orange peel, not blood orange. So you're more fancier than mine, but let's see, let's open. There's more my speed, I think. Yeah. Oh, it smells delicious though. Well, so here at Team Tequila Talks, we obviously talk a lot about nutrition um, and always reading your labels. So I think it's really important. Obviously, chocolate is going to have some sugar in it. Um, This is soy-free, gluten-free, dairy-free. So I really love this brand personally. And I find that the ingredients are a bit more simple. So there's certainly no junk in this. Um, This has one, two, three, four. This is five ingredients in it. And it's super straightforward. And it's got some organic stuff in here. So... If you're going to have a treat, which you got to live a little, everybody's got to have to have a a treat from time to time, but you want to make sure that you don't have a bunch of chemicals and junk in your chocolate or your tequila. But especially if you are going to have a bit of a sweet treat and have some chocolate and alcohol together, if you have a bunch of processed sugar and a bunch of additives and a bunch of chemicals and you're pairing that with tequila, you're probably not going to feel great the next day. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope, Whitney, and I want to say you sipping on. We know that. So I actually, I know you guys are doing the reposado. I actually have the Casamigos Blanco. I want to okay. see how Ooh. it pairs with the dark chocolate and the mm-hmm. orange. Do okay. yes. little taste testing. Okay. Yes. It's it's intense. I see. I saw the word intense on your chocolate over there. So Ooh. I know. I really, mm-hmm. really like a dark chocolate. Like I don't mess around with like milk chocolate, white chocolate. No, thanks. Like I like a deep, deep cocoa, you know? Well, and that's I what agree. I was just saying. I think if something's too dark with a super rich Añejo, it might be too much. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see your take on pairing it with a silver because traditionally, if you're looking at something like dessert beverages and chocolates, you're looking at something like a tawny or a port or a red wine, or right. in this case, a rich Añejo tequila. But it could be too much if you've got a super yes. intense, rich, dark chocolate. 
And then you're working in a really decadent, heavy feeling um, beverage. It just might be, it yeah. just might be too much on the palate. Let's How you feeling over there, Sherry? I will say my orange peel one. Yeah. Is almost too orangey. Oh, do you it's think that's the chocolate or is that the pairing with it? No, I just read it. It's orange peel and orange oil. And I think Ooh. orange peel would have been fine. I think the additive that to the addition of the orange oil overkill made it. Cause I feel like the peels are fine, but the, but the orange oil is too, it's too essential oil. It, okay. Mm-hmm. So mine is blood orange, olive oil. Ooh, so I feel that's like that's lovely. an infusion happening there. And yeah. I'm very happy with this pairing over here. So really? I'm going to go ahead and give this one my two thumbs way up and recommend this one for Ooh. sure. Okay. I'm going to yeah. do give this a seven, even though both of my chocolates are no dairy, no gluten, no nuts, no eggs, no cholesterol, no artificial preservatives, which is kind of nice, mm-hmm. but I will say, I don't know, maybe a seven, 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 three, seven out of 10. Whitney this, has it with um, the Blanco over there. So first I tried the chocolate. The intense is the orange flavor of it all. Okay. So we're all so, on orange peel over here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's pretty orangey. Let me try it. I'm going to give it a taste. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Cause it's a Blanco. So the citrus might pair well with it. I feel like. Yeah, I know that it could be honestly it's good. Yeah. I didn't good. know. How, yeah. I didn't know how it was going to like combo it, but it's really good. It actually kind of like brings down the intense part of the chocolate. That's kind like, of what I thought that that's, that would have been my yeah. inclination. Yeah. yeah Cause it's kind of citrusy. Like, yeah. It dilutes the citrusy a little bit, but it, I think like the orange tastes really good with the light tequila. It gives it kind of like a refreshing vibe, almost like a summertime thing. That's nice. So we're both drinking, starting with this Casamigos. um, And one of the things that we were talking about, I think, Sherry, you were were moving on to some, what's your next one? Uh, Terramana. I have Okay, Terramana, which we know is The Rock. Yep. Dwayne. Is he going by Dwayne? I mean, the other day he said on his Instagram live, I watch his Instagram lives on his, have you you guys ever seen his cheat days on Instagram? His cheat days. Every Sunday. It is. I was like, how can a human consume that much food? And when he cheats, he goes hard. This man orders like two large pizzas, like five different sushi rolls, a cake. He is, it's on a different level. And I mean, look at him. Like anybody can do it. He can, but he is just so built and ripped. I honestly don't know how he fits it in his body. Six He's got to be on like a 7,000 calorie a day. Diet. Oh my God. Like, I mean, he has, easy. which means you have to wake up at like, to get your first meal in, you have to wake up at like 5 a.m. to get those eggs in. You cannot eat, consume that much food without starting early, mm. early and oh, then yeah. ending at like 10. But he, um, he basically was like, oh, it's Dwayne here. And I was like, oh, we're not, are we Dwayne now? Like, I thought we <laughs> were The Rock. I mean, I thought he was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Is there an official, I think that's his think full like, name. Yeah, I think he goes by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but like everybody just kind of calls him The Rock because okay. he, he feels like everybody's pal, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so, I'm, I'm- so uh, how many, like if you, we were going to list off celebrity tequilas because it's no doubt that celebrities have gotten into the alcohol game and and why not? Like, you know, uh, Michael mm-hmm. Jordan decided to make shoes and it, I hear it worked out pretty well for him. 
and so, tequila. Yeah, yes. And he actually has a tequila now. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with saying, following the George Clooney, Randy Gerber model of, hey, we like to drink this. And I think that we should make a thing out of it. The only time it doesn't make sense to me is I've heard that The Rock doesn't really drink. So to me, it seems weird. And I don't want to say hypocritical, but it, it seems weird to me that you would have a tequila brand and to not drink. I'm not saying that you should be drinking if you don't drink by any means, but maybe like, I don't know, get into a different business where you can actually weigh in on the quality and the taste and, and, and what you like to drink it with. It seems, it seems strange to me. Almost like it's a money grab. Yeah. That's exactly what it seems like. That's kind of like what's happening. So I researched, I mean, I could not write down all the celebrity tequilas. I just couldn't, all the celebrity owned tequilas right now. I couldn't write it down if I tried. So that many? It's, uh, first of all, let me just go through the quick list. We got Eva Longoria. (laughs) We got Michael Jordan. We've got The Rock. We've got George Clooney. Kendall. Uh, Kendall Kendall Jenner. Mm -hmm. Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. They have Dos Hombres, which is a mezcal, which I did not know. All right. Nick. Nick Jonas and John Barbados, the designer, they have Villa One. Okay. ACDC has Thunderstruck Tequila, the, the rock band ACDC. Well, points for the name on that one. But Carlos, <laughs> right. Carlos Santana has Casa Noble, but he's had it since 92. So I kind of feel like okay, Carlos so Santana. Grandfathered it. I oh, feel gee. like he's not really, he's been doing this for a lot longer than people have been alive. So I feel yeah. like, um, and um, Jeannie Bus, Michael Jordan own um, Sincoro. And this article was basically deep diving on who owns their brand and who paired with a company. Well, that happens that's a lot. I mean, that's like Jessica Alba and Honest, right? She yeah. is not in there making diapers herself, but she had this partnership with this company and she's like, yeah, no, right. th- having diapers that don't have chemicals in it sounds great to me. Sign me up. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to be involved in that. I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with putting your name on something. It would, the same way that it seems weird to me that if The Rock doesn't drink, he has a tequila company. It would be weird if Jessica Alba got behind Honest Diapers and didn't have kids. Mm. right i agree with right. that i right. agree with that that's a really good point and i want to say this mark Wahlberg also has a tequila that j- okay. he has a huge billboard on sunset that's like humongous mm-hmm. and he has his shirt on and holding this tequila and you know us being te- Hold on. Te- why'd you say shirt on you had to specify I was, there <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say it would have been a much better ad if he had his shirt off it would have sold probably more tequila right i mean put the shirt off put it throw on the calvin klein boxers do a uh, do a branding deal with calvin klein and your tequila you're gonna sell billions because i wanted the shirt off i'm like he has a shirt on like yeah. what the hell yeah. like feels like a little bit of a ripoff like i yeah. want the shirt off with the tequila bottle but i will say this celebrities are they are building portfolios i mean they're can be bit their business acumen can be high you don't just because you're a freaking actor or a singer doesn't 100%. mean you're stupid just because mm-hmm. you're in the arts and everyone's always looking to grow their brand capitalize on movements i mean back in the day you see celebrities partner with gene companies and you know water bottles i mean jennifer anderson had the smart water campaign forever it's like right. i don't think it's anything wrong with it but i do think it could be an issue if the rumors about the rock never drinking is true 
Because mm-hmm. yeah. I do. And, oh, and, oh, oh, and, and LeBron's tequila too. LeBron has tequila. Oh, yes. Yeah. Keep piling up. And these, I mean, these are, I cannot confirm. I have just heard from multiple people that he doesn't drink. So I don't want to go on record as saying this is a definitive thing, but I'm just passing along some of the rumors, which obviously, Whitney, you know way more about the rumors than we oh, the do. rumor mill. Yeah, the, the I feel rumor like mill. A lot that you can Always. fill us in on. Turning, yes. So um, basically what I do, like you guys know, but I'll explain. Um, I work for Radar Online and I'm the deputy editor. So basically I have been, my background is celebrity entertainment news. I have been in this industry for 10 years. My background is TMZ. I've done the blast. I've started interning with like E and a bunch of other huge companies. So basically, I mean, I can give you guys, I can give you guys some lowdown, but I'm going to let you guys ask me what you want to ask just so I can kind of like navigate through things. Cause I have to remember, I have to be careful. Cause like, obviously this is still my career, my industry, but I can navigate my, you know, a TMZ had a show and I guess we can start with, they always basically are talking in the newsroom, I guess you could call it. And they have a rundown of here's what we're going to talk about. Here's what we've heard. What are we going to post? And is that reflective of how it actually works? Do you guys sit in a room and say, here's what I found out and what are we going to run? So with any newsroom, not specific to TMZ in general, but with any newsroom, you have reporters, producers, basically what it is, is you know what's going on in the news because this is what your whole career is surrounded with. So you he- you see things that other um, outlets post, you see things on social media, which is a big one. And sometimes you get ideas in your head. Like, you know, um, let me think of something, for instance, like, oh my God, um, Jennifer Aniston, I saw in her latest post that she's wearing a ring on her left finger. She's like, this is all hypothetical because obviously we know that she doesn't even post and she's not getting paid, <laughs> but she was wearing a ring and she's been dating this guy for a while. Like, hmm, that's interesting. Let me see if there's any marriage certificates in, in LA County because that's public information. Um, she lives in LA. So you can kind of do digging there. You could also start reaching out to reps, reaching out to friends, reaching out to, you know, just other people. For instance, there's this other um, news story going around right now that Jonah Hill's sister, she is uh, Beanie. I can't remember yeah. their real last name. Feld- Beanie Feldman? Feldman, something. Yeah, yeah. Feldman, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So she was on Broadway doing Funny Girl. She ended up getting fired. And so now Leah Michelle is taking her place. Okay. Nobody knew she got fired on Sunday. She posted something. Beanie posted something saying like, Hey, I'm leaving the show, blah, blah, blah. She didn't really say that she got let go or canned. Right. So then it's like, that's interesting because she has a contract that was supposed to go initially well into like late this year. And so it's like, okay, let me see if I know anybody on Broadway. This kind of smells weird. I know how long her contract is. Let me just, let me poke around. Whether it's, you know, lighting people, production people, uh, directors, dancers, other people in the show, you know, just for example, just throwing it out there hypothetically. So then if you do know anybody, you can start kind of like poking around, reaching out like, hey, like it just seemed weird. Is there anything going on behind the scenes? Like, did she quit on her own? Is she sick? Whatever. 
And so you kind of just like start poking around. You get this inkling as a reporter, like you know something's up. You might've heard a little chit chatter somewhere along the lines. And so obviously you have to do your due diligence and start trying to get information. And whether it's going directly to the person that the information is about and seeing what they have to say, or if it's like, this is just kind of hearsay right now, let me get a couple more people that are kind of saying the same thing or hearing the same thing. Then -hmm. you can go to the source with a good amount of information and see what they have to say. Well, and sometimes people are gonna wanna make a comment just to clear stuff up. And other times people are like, you know what? This is my personal life. And um, I just have no interest in discussing this on a public platform. Yeah, and that is totally okay. Honestly, when you do reach out to people, one-on-one that the story is about, or even their reps, you kind of expect to get that answer. So it's really nice as a reporter when you get, when you are surprised and they're like, actually, okay, we do have something to say. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. I'll run that. I'm always trying to get all of everybody's point of view so that I can make an actual accurate story. It's really hard when one person talks and another person doesn't like, let's say in a lawsuit or something like that. You know what Mm -hmm, I mean? mm -hmm. Um, With like anything that's legal, people forget that all of this is public information. Like I have a login. I can search for anybody in this court, in the court system and find, you know, just different things If they've been, you know, uh, sued for this sued for that. If they're in a paternity scandal or in a paternity, um, fights like all of that is public record unless obviously like minor kids and stuff are involved and sometimes Mm -hmm. everything's sealed but when we have documents like that I obviously reach out to both people that are a part of it and you try to get something whether it be a statement or not because sometimes you're only able to pull one person's document so you know so and so files for a divorce and the other person hasn't filed their response yet I only have this person's point of view whether it be like cheating cheating accusations or you know right because one person could file as adultery or and the other person could say irreconcilable differences and right different stories yeah or their date of separation could be you know something that they are fighting over so one person can say you know one person can say that the person was committing adultery and their separation date was in February, but then the person responds and they're like irreconcilable differences. And we were split five months before that. Right. Well, like this is like, I find sources sourcing is so interesting. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll see, and maybe you can answer this question without revealing too much, but sometimes you see a direct quote Yes. and they'll have it in quotations, but it won't be attributed Mm -hmm. to anyone. So Sometimes I'm always like, well, a direct quote means someone said it close to this person. So someone either sold someone out or someone wants this out in the world to- Or someone overheard. Maybe that's just, I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt to people. But but it's possible that someone's talking to someone, say in a restaurant, thinking that they're on a private dinner and you've got someone scandalous next to them that is taking a private conversation and selling it out. But it's a direct quote with no um, person attached to it. What is that about? I see it a lot. I remember there was a big story back in the day with like Kim Kardashian had to fire her first makeup artist because he took something she said in quotes and sold Mm -hmm. down the river. And then she was in her makeup chair weeks after and, and, and made up a story 
right? And he was the only one they made it up to. And then it came out the next day with, mm-hmm. so she, she kind of sniffed him out to be like, oh yeah, I gave you a, and so that, so, but it was a direct quote that she said, you mm-hmm. know, but then she went and she was just like, no, I lied to you. That was a fake fictitious story. You're selling me mm-hmm. out behind my back. Yep. That's a clever way to do it. I mean, kudos to her. You know, you have to protect yourself and who you keep around you. The thing is, is like, whenever there's a quote and it's not attributed to, I mean, this is the hard part. Okay. So when it's a quote, you usually, you obviously have to get that from somewhere. And some people don't want to be named, right? Which is understandable. You kind of attribute it to a source. I don't know, a source close to Whitney, a source, an insider with direct knowledge. It's hard to answer that because you have to, on the reporter side, do your best to know what their connection is and not straight up lie to everybody, but also protect that person's identity. That's a big thing. Like when you do, let's say big expose stories like that Randall Emmett story in the LA Times, a lot of people went on record. And that's amazing because when you do hard-hitting pieces like that you need people to go on record right because there's not like well there are legal documents against him but the things that they were talking about don't necessarily have a lot of legal substance behind him unless you get somebody on the record you know it's hard to answer that question you do your best as Mm -hmm. a reporter you have to remember that the people that are doing this not everybody but like a lot of people have been doing this for years so right you know, and Cassandra, you're right. People could start sniffing around about a story because they hear stuff from somebody that's indirectly connected to them as a person. Let's say I'm at a restaurant, for instance, and then I'm just going to use myself as an example. The people next to me are talking about Whitney, who's on this TV show, and I know who they're talking about. And they're like saying how behind the scenes, I'm a real nasty person to like the cast crew this that can we say twat because i'm in the uk and i would really (laughs) like to take the word twat yeah and use it more in the united states go on you know they say i'm a big twat you know what i mean (laughs) and so the reporter might overhear this but that's obviously not enough to go on because you don't even know who these people are like they could literally be from kentucky who are just total bullshit you know what i mean total bullshit yeah, and sometimes so, people lie. That just happens. Hello. And not even to an end of, I'm going to lie and make something up and sell this to the tabloids to get paid. But sometimes people just want to look cool in front of their friends and decide to make 100%, shit up. 100%. And be associated, and most, yeah. Yeah, and most people don't know what they're talking about. It's just bullshit with friends. You're just like shooting the shit, you know what I mean? Your job as a reporter is obviously you have to do the work. You have to like dig around. I've even like pulled up IMDb pages and started going through cast and crew, Mm -hmm, trying to get a hold mm -hmm. of them. You want to try to find people that are willing to give you information. But as a reporter, your responsibility is to make sure that you protect their identity. So it doesn't affect their relationships. It doesn't affect their careers. My job is to protect my source do what's right by following up with who it's about and giving them the opportunity to tell me their side of the story and maybe correct the narrative or at least Mm -hmm, give their mm -hmm. side of what it is. Do you think Instagram and Twitter, I know there's like people, a lot of celebs and in VIPs, they love it because they can immediately dispel a rumor or like Beanie Felstein did, they, she immediately went on there and you can say she was fired or she quit. I mean, that's kind of the rumor out there. 
But do you think it's the gift and the curse for journalism and reporting on celeb stuff? Because sometimes I've seen celebs shoot down a story that a lot of people know is true, but they said no. And so it's kind of like they control the narrative a little bit and it's kind of a push and pull. Yeah. And I think social media is obviously a very powerful place. We all know, like, especially like the huge people with massive following, right? It is a hundred percent. It's a positive and a negative for my industry, at least the positives from it are like, I can get story ideas by stuff that they post. Oh, I recognize that this is stupid thing, but like, I recognize (laughs) that I recognize that restaurant that Obama's Obama's daughter posted that they were in which she never posts anything but then it's like let me call that restaurant let me see if I can find out how much they spent at the bill who was with them what they ate how much some people are very interested in that that's important speaking of what they ate what's our last pairing here what's um so we did we did an orange peel we did a spice or I guess I'm gonna say orange orange oil orange peel a a dark chocolate orange infusion combination we've done a spiced chocolate and what, what are we on salty nibs? That sounds dirty. Um, I would do salty nibs. And you know what? I brought, I bought a wild card matcha because I saw, Ooh. I saw on this tequila chocolate pairing that matcha and anejo or reposado is like divine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it? So I'm, I'm going to find out here. Let me grab it real quick. Cause my assistant okay. is not here. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Love see, it. I really like mine. I've got my nibs here. And oh boy, Uh-oh. I've got my nibs Did here. Spill? I'm not gonna over stuff, don't worry about it. Um, it's called this one's called Kissed Mermaids, and it is a coconut milk based dark chocolate with vanilla infused sea salt and cacao nibs. So that sounds it's amazing. a little bit of a softer dark chocolate. Um, it probably would have a milk, it, it has oh, it even has a sticker on here Academy of Chocolate. Bronze winner, 2018. Ooh. Which, I mean, yeah. This is a woo-woo-woo bar, so Cassandra's going to love. This is <laughs> vegan, vegan matcha. It's adaptogenic ceremonial matcha green tea and spirulina, spirulina with Ghanaian cacao nibs and iron-rich dark chocolate experience. But Girl, well, you better strip off your clothes after this tequila and dance in the full moonlight because that's some hippie-ass shit. I love it. It's hippie as hell, but no, it says the reason why I bought it because it says our chocolate is infused with a 528 hertz healing sound frequency to raise your vibe. Oh my yeah. God. Where did you oh purchase that? That's what I'd like I, for my birthday. Purchase I got this. That. <laughs> I know. It's like at a farmer's market, you know, like I went to the farmer's market, but it says breathe in and, and see, close your eyes, take three deep breaths, describe the colors and textures you see, smell, rub your thumb on the chocolate bar surface to release oh, the aromas, wow. inhale, snap, bite into the chocolate in here, crisp ringing pop, taste, press the dark chocolate to your palate and experience the deep roasted aroma of the dark chocolate permeated with rich wow. notes of matcha tea and cacao nips. So, Girl, that's a, oh my god that that's is a so, lot of that's so much yes so many instructions oh my god that's that's its own tasting by itself even without the tequila yeah. and you know what if you want to like go meditate for a minute and come back in two minutes we'll just sit <laughs> yeah. here and chat <laughs> I actually right. like want to watch you so I can experience through you how you're about to do all of this and how you feel after I was like this is a Cassandra bar sure that's what that I thought like, I was like mm-hmm I'm into it. She's over there oh. vibing. Do your snaps. Do your like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. set your intention. Think of your things. 
fucking delicious is what it is. <laughs> Maybe it's the megahertz. Maybe it's the healing sound frequency, Probably. whatever. Listen, I love a sound bath. Sign me up. Sign me up. Never, oh. I want to do one. Never done one. Okay. So I'll take you to one, Whitney, when I get back. Okay. So yes. here's a question that I have. Yes. You know, you're never going to be able, especially if you're dealing with people that are not commenting and it's speculative. What do you guys do? I mean, I know there's all these rules, newsrooms in general, like to be the first to break something. That's obvious, 100%. right? And it, and it makes sense. So of course they want to be the first to break something, but I do, I've seen in the past and I mean, we all have sometimes people aren't so in a rush to break something that they get it wrong. Are you allowed to, as much as you can, you don't have to throw anybody else under the bus, but like, what do you do when you see a story and you're like, mm, that doesn't feel right. They, that this other company, this other outlet, this other newsroom got it wrong. Mm-hmm. How does that look on the inside of the industry? So that is a loaded question. I will do my best to answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do what but, you can. But you're right. Like, because, you know, when you've been doing the same thing for so long, like you do have gut reactions and gut feelings to certain things so for myself like all I can do is express that to my hierarchy and then you know take it from their like go with their direction from there but um you know we're people we get it wrong sometimes and then when you get it wrong you just admit you got it wrong you know Mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard going back to what Sherry said before like when people blatantly deny what you basically know is true it makes it really really hard especially when they take to their platform to do so because then it makes you look incredible but you're like no I've done all the work and I know this for a fact you know what I mean Um, so it is a very frustrating kind of process it's a push and pull you can only do what you've been trained to do and go through all the avenues you can to collect as much information as you can and give the person the opportunity again to tell their side of the story or to give a statement. Sometimes you don't get that. And you just have to, depending on what you have collected and how much you trust the people that told you or the reaction to maybe a network when you reached out, maybe they wouldn't say yes or no, but maybe they kind of guide, like maybe they kind of sift through the information and, you know, didn't tell you yes or no, but kind of told you one way or the other. You just do your best with how you've been trained and what you know about the industry. And again, how much you trust your sources. Mm-hmm. Because there is a hierarchy. I feel like when it comes to, you know, celebrity driven content magazines, online companies, there is kind of a totem pole. And as you go lower on that totem pole, people just make up shit. There's like the fake news portion Mm -hmm. of, of celeb gossip. That is just so terrible. And they're just doing it for clicks. They run bad headlines, bad pictures. Well, they said that remember earlier this year, they said that the queen was dead and the guy doubled down and he goes, guys, I got my sources. I'm the number one news place in Hollywood. I, I can assure you that she's dead. And she just wasn't. She's still she not wasn't. dead. Yeah. That's, she a, wasn't. No, pretty, she that's a pretty big mix up to double down on it. I, that was a wild one. That was, <laughs> and to me, like that to me, and I don't know the person that posted it personally, I know of him, but um, to me, that was very rushed 
And that was an example of how bad you can get it wrong when you're just interested on in getting it up first. Right, right, right. And clicks yeah, and you know. like getting the views. Yeah. Something like that, that is like such a big story that like without, and again, I can't say who he spoke to or anything because I don't know, but like that just seems like such a mon- monstrous story to just post on like one person who told you. I think he said multiple people mentioned it, but then I heard that they were actually talking about somebody else that died and she was never supposed to come to the wedding. And it just like, it's that game of telephone pole. And it just really screwed up that time. So I don't know. It was bad. See, that's an embarrassing one. Yeah. As we wrap it up here, how would you tell people to, I don't want to say self fact checked, but how do people find credible places to get good pop culture news? What are, what should they be looking for? Well, radaronline.com. No, but you want people that like have been in the industry for a while, you know, there's all these like blogs that keep popping up. For instance, like a lot of the Bravo blogs or, you know, reality, for instance, I'll give you guys an example of what you have to be careful for don't always trust these blogs that have a big social media following when they post things. For instance, yesterday they posted this massive Real Housewives one, posted a screenshot from a very reputable company of a headline on their website announcing that somebody huge was coming back to one of the franchises, okay? Now, Radar broke this story about Tamara Judge returning to Real Housewives of Orange County a few weeks ago. She has not announced it, but I have very credible sources that say they are in serious talks for her to return. So when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, this huge sort or this huge company, another company just confirmed my story. So then I, as a reporter, go on the company's website and I'm like, it's not there. Where is it? So then I start reaching out to all my sources reaching out to the network and things because I'm like, wait a second, this massive company just said it was true. It's gone. Something's going on. Something gut reaction is telling me it's off. Like, where is this story? Come to find out the person that has, I don't know, probably like 600,000 followers posted an unreliable person's Photoshop. So the whole thing, they went as far to Photoshop a credible news source They included somebody who works there's bio, their picture, their name on the story. And it didn't even happen. It wasn't, it wasn't even written. It wasn't true. So I would say to get your news, get it from an actual reliable entertainment company and get it from their site, their social media. Don't, I think we're so consumed nowadays because social media is at our fingertips to get all of our news information from randoms, not get it from CNN, even Fox, like any, you know, like I'm just dishing out different sides of everything, but get it from the people that are actually have worked on the story that have, that actually have sources that are actually in the know, not these people that are just screenshotting hearsay from others. Okay. I agree. So do your homework and rely on the oldies, but goodies. I feel like that seems like a a smart way to go about it. Avoid the instant gratification of just going on social media and clickbait in general and, and go to places that have proven reliable. Yes. Yeah. To wrap it up, uh, I'm going to say that my recommendation 
if I were gonna have this chocolate alone, I would do the orange peel. But with this Añejo tequila, I'm gonna go with the salted nibs. What about mm. you guys? Okay. I'm gonna, my vegan matcha definitely won the game. Yeah. So I'm gonna <laughs> go with the vegan that. matcha, yes, and the Añejo for sure. What? Well, since I only had one pairing because I ethically <laughs> fail, okay? Um, I'm gonna say if you want a light, refreshing treat, go with the Blanco and go with just like an intense orange. So you get that pairing, you know? You're busy doing your homework for Radar Online instead of yes. for our chocolate and tequila hobby over here. <laughs> Guys, thanks for joining us. And Team Tequila Talks is on your Instagram and your YouTube and all of your podcast platforms. Share it with your friends that like tequila or maybe even the ones that don't. Cheers, guys. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.